0: I'm Frau Cagalia, and this is An Aromatic Life. So as you know, this podcast is all about our sense of smell. And an important part of appreciating this beautiful sense is to understand the continuum of smellability that people live with. So in episode two, I spoke with Dia Klein, who has congenital anosmia, about what it's like to have been born with no sense of smell and navigate the world with no experience of what smells are. And in episode 15, I spoke with Duncan Boke who has acquired anosmia, about what it's like to lose your sense of smell and manage day to day. Well, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about parosmia, which is when you do have some smell function, but where smells appear distorted and are often really unpleasant. Parosmia is commonly experienced by people who are recovering their sense of smell following loss from a virus, including COVID-19, or sometimes an injury of some sort. What doctors are seeing is that parosmia seems to be a normal part of the smell loss recovery process in most people. So in this episode, I spoke with three beautiful, wonderful women about their experience living with parosmia. I wanted to bring them together because each has a unique experience and perspective on this particular osmia. Speaking with me were Abba Williams, who lost her sense of smell before COVID-19 and then got parosmia and thankfully has since recovered. Megan Abernathy, who did lose her sense of smell through COVID-19 and is currently managing through parosmia. Aunt Thelma Paupazzi, who lost her sense of smell as a young girl, again, not through COVID, and continues to live with the inability to smell, but is actively supporting the parosmia community. This was an honest conversation about the good, the bad, and the ugly of parosmia. We talk about it all. It was incredibly emotional for all four of us, I'm not going to lie. So whether you're listening as someone who can smell or not, what I hope, or actually what I know will be the case, is that you're going to be moved and inspired by their courage and determination to get through and overcome really dark and difficult moments in their everyday experiences. I won't keep you any longer. Enjoy my conversation with Abba, Megan, and Thelma. Hello, ladies. I want to welcome you to An Aromatic Life. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. Hello, Froka. Yes, Megan and Thelma. Nice to meet you. All. Hello.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: It's so nice to see you all. I've been connected with you through Instagram and I know the listeners can't see any of you here today. But for us, it's been really special just to be able to see each other uh, visually, since we're in lots of different parts of the world. Um, So I want to welcome you. This is a really important topic I want to talk about here today, parosmia. You're all connected to it in some way. And that's why I brought you three together. And I want to thank you for bringing more awareness to parosmia. I think it's one of the osmias that doesn't get talked about as much, probably a little bit more now through COVID, for sure. But um, I want to get into it, but I always like to start my conversations by just asking each of you, if you don't mind, could you tell me, what does your sense of smell mean to you? Let's start with Abba. Can you start,
1: maybe? All right. I'd be happy to do so. Um, if you asked me this question some years ago, I probably would have said, um, it helps me to smell. That's how I would have, you know, um, I'm responded, but having gone through smell loss and smell distortion, I see it a bit differently right now. So I'd say that a sense of smell to me, it actually means a connection to the world around me and my loved ones. It also means security, and it also means the ability to enjoy life. Mm. And I say that because of the experience of losing my sense of smell, and how I felt at the time, you know, when I think of the sense of smell, it's really about connection, it's about security, and it's about this thing about quality of life and joy in life. So that's how I would, I would put it.
3: Really wonderful. Thank
1: you. How about you, Thelma?
3: I also agree with what Abba said, but I think I like to describe smell like adding a bit of color to your life. It's like, everything is colorless and then suddenly you add color. It's something extra that you don't really need, let's say, unless there's an emergency, but it can add so much to the way you feel, the way you act, the way you view life. And I think it's uh, directly connected with the quality of life for sure.
2: Okay, true. How about you, Megan? Alma literally said the same words that I was going to share that I wrote down. I, when you asked in the email, I was like, it's literally adding color to a black and white film and it just adds that layer. And I think that Alba put it wonderfully with that connection that's definitely missing. Um, so yeah, I think I think we all feel that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. All right. So thank you for that. So let's go through a little bit of your background. You each have very unique backgrounds. Um, I'm going to ask each of you to just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your journey before we get into your parosmia story, but just your basic, um, you know, a little bit let me get to know you a little bit, right? So Abba, tell me, where are you from originally? You have a little bit of an accent, which
1: I love. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I'm from Ghana. Ah, nice. Yes, I'm from Ghana, West Africa, and I moved to the U.S. in 2012. Okay. So I've been in the U.S. for, let's say, about nine years now. I live in Lawton in Virginia. That's on the East Coast of the U.S. I live here with my husband um, who works in the health sector. Um, here in the US. And uh, to talk a bit about my background, I'm a scientist by training. I studied chemistry, biochemistry and food science. Yes, and uh, but when we look at my work experience has mostly been in the area of rural development and working with not-for-profit organizations. So I've done some academic research. I worked with the Peace Corps um, in Ghana for three years. I also work with Care International and another organization called ACDI voca It's all about um, development of rural areas in developing countries. So that has been my work-life experience. The, what happened um, was that in 2007, thereabouts, I was working in Tanzania. I worked in Tanzania for three years. I discovered aromatherapy. You did? And yes, I discovered aromatherapy. I was supposed to sign up for a course in aromatherapy and it was canceled. And I was so disappointed. I said, I'm going to learn myself. So I bought books, started reading and that took me down a path of natural perfumery. So at some point I was studying natural perfumery. Wow. And then I got into skincare and home fragrance. And so um, sometime in 2002, 13, thereabouts, I started a small business. It's called Akiba Fragrance and Wellness Studio. And so we make scented um, body care and home fragrance products. And it's really about harnessing the power of smell of scent to make you feel good, happy, relaxed, and that kind of thing. So that's the area in which I've been working in, um, let's see, for about eight years, um, eight years or so. Wonderful. And And currently... I've become more interested in how fragrance connects with people who have smell disorders. Mm. So we will talk about that a little later. Yes. That's, yes. That's me. Yes. I'm someone who loves fragrance. You know, wow. Very, very much. Wonderful. All right. How about you, Thelma?
3: Um, I was born in Cyprus. I don't know if you know Cyprus. But yeah. I haven't and been, but
0: I know where it is. <laughs>
3: you you have to come all of you (laughs) and uh, yeah i was uh now i'm 23 years old i finished university and i'm in the process of finding masters or a job opportunity and i have been an anosmic since maybe 13 years old 12 years old i'm not really sure
0: okay (laughs) Uh, yeah but we'll talk Uh, about your anosmia story in a minute
3: Yeah. yeah yeah and Basically, that's about me because I haven't started my career yet, but I really love anything that has to do with helping people and uh, creative things. So I hope I manage to find something in that direction
0: soon. Enough. Yes, no, no, I hope you do. <laughs> so, growing, tell since most of us haven't been to Cyprus, I would say, maybe I shouldn't say most, but at least here in the room, I imagine. Um, tell us a little bit about what cypress is like and what you remember can you remember smells from before from 12 or is it quite difficult at this point
1: i
3: think it's not that i remember smells i remember that i liked some smells okay. for example i remember uh, i liked how my grandmother smelled or okay. uh, i like the smell of petrol stations that most people don't like but i remember as a child i was like mm, i like this yeah. No, there's
0: a lot of people but, like that. No, no, you're not alone.
3: But, okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember that I liked some some smells, but I'm not really sure if I remember those smells. Like if I could smell them now, if I could identify them. Okay. But, but yeah, it's been a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, we'll get into your... Parasmia and anosmia story in a minute. I just wanted to ask Megan to also share a little bit about, about her life.
2: Um, well, it's very interesting learning more um, about both of you. And I have been in the health and nutrition world for about 17 years. And I got my degree in dietetics, so foods and nutrition, so some biochemistry and some similarities, I'm sure, with Ava there. Uh, And then I just went right into personal training and fitness Mm -hmm. and more of a preventative idea instead of working in the hospital setting with like renal failures and tube feeding ratios and other like jobs in the dietetic world. And that has been what I've done. And then when I got prosmia, it was extremely weird because I had just been, I mean, I guess we're going to talk about this, but I had just been in eating disorder therapy Working on my relationship with food, and I had done some bodybuilding competitions that had really exacerbated my fear around food and wanting to stay the certain size. And then I had just worked up all this food freedom, and then parosmia hit. Well, first I had lost of smell, and then I got parosmia. So it was super trippy. Uh, and I'm excited to share more about that because I can tell the therapy helped me in some ways, but then also parosmia re exacerbated the disordered eating and other ways. So it was definitely challenging on many levels and layers. So now that I'm coming out of it, I definitely know that when people ask, are you going to keep your page around? And I think that, yeah, the answer is yeah, because people need the support and they need the awareness. And I'm glad that we're all here
0: to, mm-hmm.
2: to do that, to share.
0: Well, let's start with you then. Why don't you, okay. since, in, since, you know, you're, you're talking about this journey that you've taken. Um, when did it, when did it happen? What, what's your parosmia story?
2: I, um, my I, me and my husband both had COVID in November of 2020. Okay. And that's when we lost our smell and taste. That was the initial onset symptom. Okay. And that was hard. That was so hard. Um, I had no appetite. I would just poke at food. It was just like eating cardboard. And I had no idea. Again, coming from the place of eating disorder and like, um, binge eating and restricting and doing those things where food just tastes so good I couldn't control myself, to then honoring it and being satisfied and doing intuitive eating, to then losing it all. And I was like, I felt betrayed by my body deeply, especially with brosmia, but the loss, it was just really illuminating. Um, and that was from November to March. And then around March is when onions and garlic went wrong so without smell and taste it was a little bit weird you know can't smell if I left the gas on with the stove I ate rotten meat once it was very hard and plain and boring to live in a world without any smell that's for sure you had no idea what you were missing until you lost it and then the distortion started around March it peaked around April where my life was the worst I could have ever imagined stayed pretty sucky all the way through may and we've had some shifts and transitions which we'll talk more about i'm assuming Um, yes uh uh uh, recently in the last week and a half two to three weeks it's been a little more tolerable which gives me lots of hope and belief knowing that heck this is going to change i don't know if it'll ever be like it was but i know that it's not going to be um it's not as bad as it was as well so that's um exciting okay so that's where i'm at
0: So, quick question so when you realized that you were going from no smell to some smell but this distorted smell um, it sounds like it came first like it was first triggered for you through food through the garlic and the
2: onions not so much through odors in the air that's correct but it did come then Food, I guess, was my hyper-focus, right? Because I'd been in the that's eating true. disorder. <laughs> so I think that's why I was just hyper-focused. But like, oh my gosh, yes, the deodorants that my husband was using was, um, he uses really toxic, gross stuff, like, you know, man smell stuff. that I didn't mind, <laughs> but I, he tried that all-natural hippie stuff that I prefer. And he's like, it doesn't work. And I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. Okay. But he switched because it smelled gro- so awful. All the shampoos smelled awful. Um, there was definitely a lot of this yeah the cleaners that we were using i definitely had to replace and so i understand what ava was talking about with a lot of this is very assaulting at the, at the peak of the struggle i couldn't escape it i felt like i was in a very small cage and i kept just running into the smell no matter where i went yeah, and honestly i've called the suicide hotline multiple times going wow. through this and i don't say it to like just because it is that hard and, and when i poop when i pee when i eat when I go outside, like everything smells gross. You can't escape your own body. And you can't turn it's, it off. That's the, you can't. besides sleep or death. That's literally all I was thinking. And my sleep started to suck, which is still happening. And I'm so sad because sleep is the bee's knees. So yeah. it's definitely, I'm definitely gonna be a forever advocate. And um, there's so many people who message me who don't have the support and validation. And I've learned through my mental health journey that validating, like being like, "Hey Thoma, I know that this has been really hard for you." Hey Abba, I know that this is so hard for you. Just that simple statement. Am I right, guys? Just to hear when people like meet you in your heart, knowing that it's hard, they don't have to understand it, but just to be met and people aren't even getting that shatters my heart for them. I would do anything just to go hug them. Yeah, safe, you know, COVID safe or not. Be like, you need a hug. You know, it's so intense. So I think. Learning how to validate others has been a big journey for me. And that's important with parasmia. Like people aren't, no, you're not dramatic. It does smell that bad. Right, right. And you can't understand it unless you go through it, right? It's like- and, and, and that's no one's fault. And that was my recent, when we talk about how to socialize, that was one of my recent kind of shares as well that we'll talk about. We can't expect others to get it. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that's not coming from a sassy. Like, I can't expect you. No, there's no tone there. It's like a um, autonomy. I'm gonna take care of me. That's right. Out of self-respect, and I want you to take care of you. But we can still support each other, even if we're not eating the same food, right? Right. Or whatever. It's not about the food. It's about the person. <laughs> yeah. So I'll hand off the mic. But thank you for letting me share. Oh, sure, sure. I already feel so much better just talking about it. Oh,
0: good, good. Thelma, how about you?
3: Yeah, my own story I think is a bit more. St- strange I think because I didn't have a moment that I realized I, I can't smell now. It was more like a gradual loss. Okay. And because I, I was also so young I think like I don't know my mind started thinking that okay maybe petrol stations don't smell anymore that's okay. Um, I thought everyone saw it like that and in When you're a teenager, you go through so many changes in your body and everything. So I didn't really think about it that much. Uh, And it took me some years to actually realize uh, that something is going on. And I actually had to be in danger uh, with fire and other stuff to realize that. And it's a bit shocking looking back. But still, nowadays, if you tell someone that you can't smell... They don't give it much attention. It's not Mm -hmm. like they they just say, okay, um, you can't smell. And they don't take it as importantly, I think. Now with COVID, it's a bit different. But still, they might tell you, oh, okay, you have COVID.
0: And you don't.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and then you start explaining to them, no, there are so many people that have anosmia or parosmia or they had it before COVID. But still, I think people don't really understand. And on one hand, I get it because I think if I never had anosmia, I also would have never known that anosmia and parosmia exist. But I think it's what Megan said as well, that validation is important. And someone that doesn't know that these disorders exist, um, it's still important for us uh, that they are willing to learn or listen about it and give attention to it because it's, it's actually something that it's worth the attention it's not like i'm telling you just a random detail about my life it's important i can't smell
0: it's like one you. of the five senses yes that yeah. helps navigate the world yes
3: <laughs> but actually people don't really care about smell as they don't
0: that's my big thing is i i i need people right who to just understand all aspects of smell yes yeah yeah.
3: And actually, it's a bit tricky because as well, I don't know why I lost my sense of smell. I've done every single examination and it's idiopathic anosmia, okay. uh, which worries me a bit because it usually uh, suggests a future illness, like uh, another disease from okay. what, uh, but on the other hand, I, I'm enjoying the present moment and I'm enjoying that I got to meet so many people through losing my sense of smell. So it's a gift, I think, for now. (laughs) Oh, but tell
0: us your connection to parosmia, because I invited you here to talk about parosmia, because you are connected to so many people who have parosmia.
3: Yeah, so I started uh, my page in December last year. And at the beginning, I thought uh, I wanted to raise more awareness about anosmia, uh, so that people know that it existed before COVID, but as well that, New anosmics would have support and in the process i met parosmics i didn't really know about parosmia and in that process i met uh, more parosmics people were mes- messaging me and they were like i'm having panic attacks Do you know who i can speak to uh, my life has changed a lot i feel terrible and because i've also have faced mental health mental health issues I I got so worried, like I was crying with some people while sending messages at three in the morning. And I was like, okay, I have this platform. I can help them to one extent. Okay. And uh, I tried my best. I started speaking with most of them all of the time, like asking, how do you feel? How does it smell? I joined many Parosmia Facebook groups that are just for Parosmia. And I was reading posts all the time.
0: Wow. and
3: and I started meeting, now I feel like my page might be mostly Parosmi <laughs> but yeah I think it's a wonderful thing to get to help each other for example you can smell and you get to help us in so many ways and I think we can all understand each other even if I've never gone through Parosmia 24-7 like everyone else mm-hmm. I'm still a human and I can help in any way I can, even if I just say, "I know it's hard," or just like a positive thing. And yeah, I really want to keep uh, learning and helping about parosmia as well and all smell disorders.
0: Yeah, I think they
3: all need awareness, all of them.
0: I agree. I agree completely. So thank you <laughs> for for what you're doing and for telling me your story, telling us your story. <laughs> um, how about how about
1: you? <laughs> Yes, mine is an example of um, smell loss that is not related to COVID. Okay. So I I lost my sense of smell in 2017. So Mm -hmm. that's way before COVID. I'd gone on a trip to New York and I believe I caught it from there, you know, but when I came back, I had a really bad cold. I thought it was just a cold, but now I think it must have been some kind of flu, some kind of, you know, um, bad viral infection. And... You know, we all used to having a cold, so it wasn't a big deal while I had it. But like I've said in my story on on Instagram, there was a day I was cooking and I said, I come from Ghana, our foods are very pungent and spicy and that kind of thing. So I was cooking and suddenly it hit me, I couldn't smell any of the ingredients, you know, and that was the point that I realized that I'd lost my sense of smell. I don't know when it happened, but that's when I, I had that realization and initially I was, well, I lost my sense of smell. It's just a cold, it will be back within a week or so. But then a week passed, no sense of smell and it it lasted for three months, mm-hmm. you know, yes. So you can imagine at that point I was really worried, you know, and thought it probably wasn't going to come back again. But then there was a day I walked into my studio and suddenly I could smell something And I don't even know what it was, but I think it was the carpets, but suddenly it was like, oh, I can, I can smell again. And then I started noticing, and because I work with fragrances, I started noticing that some of my oils, I could smell again. And I was really excited.
0: So you you were continuing to work with
1: them, even though you couldn't smell them. Yes. Yes. I was continuing to work with them. And I was able to do that because I had the formula and recipe for the product. So I could go on, even though I couldn't smell. So I could smell. I remember I had a lavender and an orange, and the smell was so strong and pleasant. And I was so happy. It's like, I'm back. Then I noticed that things started smelling off. Okay. And it started with coffee. And coffee had this smell, you know, to me, I said it smelled like peanuts. And I'll take peanuts over sewage any day, but it, it smelled like peanuts and chocolate the smell of chocolate had also changed. But what happened was when I went to the mall and went by Starbucks, I could smell the rich coffee smell. So I was like, oh, I'm okay. It's just a coffee at home that smells bad. And then one day the Starbucks coffee smell also changed. And I was like, hey, I'm in trouble here. And then onions, garlic also started this metallic smell combined with something that smells like sweat, you know. And then I started to smell it on my body. You know, and then my my scented products also have this some sweet chemical. The thing about it is you can't describe it because it's a smell you've never smelled before. Right. So yes, so it's you very try completely to distorted. Yes. You try to associate it with things you know, so it's like this, but it's a smell I've never smelled before in my life. And with me, I was fortunate in that I was still able to eat. I, even though things like onions smelled bad, I could still eat them. Even though coffee smelled bad, I wasn't a big coffee drinker. So it wasn't a big thing. The one thing I know I stopped eating were yogurts because the yogurt had, it's, it's, I can't describe the smell, but it just had a certain smell. So I, I really stopped eating yogurts for a while, but I have the most trouble with scented products. So deodorant, soaps, dish uh, dish dishwashing liquids and that kind of mm. thing. That's where I had most trouble. I was fortunate in that I was able to eat, but you know, with scented products, I, I had a, I had a lot of trouble. And so what I did was I, was I was able to change and find products that I could use. And so I, I just continued using those, but we would go out and then the smell would just hit me. And if I would my husband, I'll say, what's that smell? Because I was trying to make an association between what I was smelling and what the real smell was. okay, and we, I was never really able to because you would be walking in a store, we were in a Lego store and the smell just hit me. So I asked my husband, what do you smell? It's like, he couldn't really smell anything. Of course, it's
0: hard to describe.
1: Too. It's yeah. hard to describe, yeah. yeah. So, so that was my experience um, with, with parosmia. And I told myself the day coffee smells okay, and the day um, that there was a cocoa, cocoa also turned, I would I would say that I was healed. Now, because of the work I do, I, I have this to show you. There's that dark thing under there. It's called a cocoa absolute and it, it's not soluble in oil. And I was right. trying to get the smell into oil. So I've done this just for my work, but then I was using this. I'll smell it every now and then to see if it had gone back to the normal smell. Uh. And I think after, some time I kind of got used to it so I I stopped counting like I I said it took three years but there was one day that I picked this up and I smelled it and it smelled like cocoa and so I also went to check coffee and coffee smelled like coffee and and that's how I knew I was back but by that time it had been three years so I can't really tell when exactly that change happened but three years had passed now when people ask me I recovered? I say yes. But when I think about it, Megan, you talked about not knowing if things will go back to normal, hundred percent. It, it's not a hundred percent. I think I've gotten used to setting certain smells because, um, my, 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 um, sweat. Yes. It doesn't smell like it used to, it's still changed. I've grown to tolerate it. You know, we talk about bathroom smells, you know, they haven't gone back to normal but I'm able to tolerate them. So it's almost like I've gotten to the point where in terms of food, everything smells normal now but with scented products, every now and then I come across something that smells off. Yeah. And my my interpretation of that is it probably contains some synthetic ingredients because During the time that my pyrosmia was bad, you know, I said I love fragrances, I love perfumes. I wasn't able to use any of my perfumes because they all had that smell. There were just two perfumes I was able to use and those happened to be natural perfumes.
0: Ah,
1: Yes, you know. That's interesting. Yes, you know, there are two perfumes and those were the only ones I was able to use. So somehow I think that the alcohol in the perfume, you know, trigger that. Parosmic smell, yes. Um, So that's a bit of my, you know, uh, parosmia story.
0: Can I ask you a question about um, when you first, it might not be the day, but just when you first really noticed that things were off, did you even know about parosmia? Did you know that this could happen? Like, how did you go not panic and say,
1: do I need to go to a, did you go to a doctor? I don't know. What did you do no. when you noticed it was distorted? Um, but let me backtrack a bit. When I had anosmia for the three months I had anosmia, I didn't know it was anosmia. I hadn't heard of anosmia. Right. I just knew that I couldn't smell. Okay. So it, this was, um, it was April. I lost my sense of smell. I got it back in about three months. It was in December of 2017 that I got to find out that anosmia was a thing and how it happened was a friend had come to visit with her husband and I was giving her a gift which was a candle and so she was trying to choose and then I said oh I'll, i you know uh have your husband also smell it and then when i said that she said oh and I, I was like why why did she say that she said charles has anosmia and i said what is anosmia and she said it's when you can't smell and the, the, the joy, it's odd, but the joy I felt at meeting someone who had also lost their sense of smell, yes. you know, its like here's someone who's gone through what I've gone through. And so we just connected. And so after they left, that was when I started doing research on anosmia. And then I found out that, okay, there was a thing called parosmia because at that time I already had parosmia but i didn't even know that parosmia was a condition okay so i just felt that there was something wrong with me but i didn't think to go to a doctor somehow i didn't think to go to a doctor i just i was just trying to find a way to deal with it maybe if in december i hadn't found out that parosmia was a thing maybe the following year i might have gone out to seek medical help but having got to know that there was parosmia i went online read about it found fifth sense, absent in cool, then you know it's like, all right, this is something that is not permanent. You need to learn how to live. Okay. Live with it. Yes.
0: Okay. Very good. Very good. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know about a smell training program I offer once a quarter. It's a habit building program designed for those who've lost their sense of smell, have a very weak sense of smell, or are experiencing smell distortions. The next session starts on January 9th. It's an email-based program, so it can easily be integrated into your schedule and daily life. And importantly, it allows you to be located anywhere in the world to join. You'll get your daily email first thing in the morning. The program includes pre program setup, support and guidance, an e-journal and workbook to record progress and stay motivated, 21 days of inspirational emails, an optional smell buddy to help keep you accountable, and three recorded motivational mindset coaching videos from me. The best part is when you sign up, you'll be invited to join future smell training sessions for ongoing support and motivation for free. My treat. So if you or someone you know has lost their sense of smell, has a weak sense of smell, or even smell distortions, and you're finding it difficult to stay consistent with your smell training, I invite you to check out my habit building program, By going to the link in the episode notes. I want to ask Megan. um, Could you take since you're kind of living through it as we speak. Could you take the listeners. Especially those who can smell. Who might not know what it's like. Who don't know what it's like to have parosmia. Can you take us through like a typical day. From the moment you wake up. Kind of how your world is till the moment you go to sleep.
1: Well,
2: it's definitely yes, I can, but I would Thank say you. that it's changed through the journey of sure. Throsmia, right? So, what it is today is much different than it was. Kind of like a roller coaster, like the once that wasn't so bad, and then it peaked where. Um, so I would say that today, you know, eggs are still off, and that was my go-to breakfast. We okay. I, um, so my go-to breakfast is still the protein smoothie which I was, it's what's ironic is part of my eating disorder. I was obsessed with this MLM company that I worked with and we promoted weight loss shakes. Okay. So I lived on these shakes and they were tasty and they're not the worst products on the market but I wasn't eating food. I was like, "Oh no, food will make me fat. These shakes are magic and they make me skinny." That was literally not the thought but was the thought. And what was so angering to me was that I just broken up with shakes and was eating real food and my my therapy and then all of a sudden I'm living on protein shakes again. I could not get over it cuz I know how important getting adequate protein is cuz i had also been working through hypothyroidism and mm-hmm. working through an adrenal issue like um, a cortisol circadian rhythm from moving to japan and moving back and traveling the world multiple times in the same year in a military family i'm not like wealthy in a private jet <laughs> military family um, it really messed up my sleep and so i was just doing a lot of things to honor my metabolic health is where I was coming from. And I, I, I teach a pro metabolic approach. So whatever food I'm putting into my vessel, I hope it's gonna honor my metabolism and fuel her and nourish her. And then that's really when I got prosmia, I was like, ah, like, that's why I created my prosmia nutrition account. I was like, if, if we're living on crackers, yeah. We are going to have some issues if this lasts for two to three years. Like we're yes. gonna get like, you know, real solid, serious. I'm getting goosebumps, like very serious concerns nutritionally deficiencies are serious. So I knew like kind of like like Abba's attitude, like I have to get through this. Some days I didn't want to, but I knew I, I am a champion, I am a fighter. Um, and creating the page really helps me. We want to show up for others, kind of like Thelma with this heart of gold you have where you yes. know, show up for the Prosmiacs. Thank you, your page has helped me a lot. I reshare your stuff. So I think, so now my day, my point is, so I'll get back to that point. You know, I start with the protein shake cause I really do feel like it holds me over for a long time. I can pack a lot of calories in there. Um, and I'm really grateful for the recipes that I make. And I try to share those to see if they work for anyone else. Um, but then I've been able to eat solid, two solid other meals besides my random snacks that are still safe food focused. Um, and when the prosmia was at its worst, I was literally just eating shakes and maybe a cracker or two. Um, cause with my autoimmune condition I'm working with gluten is a big trigger for the autoimmune. And I have these sores that come all over my tongue and lips that I've talked about a couple times. We're talking canker sores, but like right. 20 or wow. I have 25 on my tongue and lips at once, on top of prosmia. So it hurts to talk, eat, or drink, and now everything smells. It was truly the most challenging time and gluten is a trigger. So because I was so limited with prosmia I gave myself permission to eat the gluten. Again, you know, the disordered eating, I'm like, oh, I can eat it, it'll be fine. But I really learned with the autoimmune condition, not, it's not really fine. That's not a disordered behavior to avoid it because it helps you, right? Feel good and nourish yourself, right? So it's been really, a journey to always want to honor myself and nourish her, and then cry because I just open up the fridge and open up the pantry, and I know all of you know what I'm saying that have the smell disorder because nothing sounds good. You don't really like. I, there's some you know very little research done, but there's so much of us lose the desire to prepare food in general, right? Right. Right. You just like it's just so much loss, and then you're just sad about the loss. And I was and I work as a nutritionist, so if I can't feed. Myself, yeah. How am I helping others change their lives? I had an identity crisis. I'm like, I, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an imposter. <laughs> you know, it was like because then I was eating just cheese and bread. I'm like, cheese and bread, you can't live on like those aren't healthy foods. And I was again the disorder, that's where the disordered behavior came up. So my day to day was a battle of the mental health stuff, the past stuff. But I always came to that point of being like, you have to eat, and that's why I made a post. Um, that says crying and feeling of overwhelm is might be a sign you need to eat and all the pros and me actually like that's my life I'm on the floor crying and you feel like you're having a mental breakdown because you are because your body needs food we don't exist on thin air you right for it for a certain amount of time especially women who are menstruating our bodies want to make babies and she needs food for that now you're not eating oh shit's about to hit the fan excuse my language but that's yeah. what happens with, um, us because we're very sensitive to lack of fuel. And I, so I know too much. Sometimes I know so much that then I'm paranoid and psychotic about, I just want to take care of myself and I don't have control. So that was the day to day, lots of crying other days. I was like feeling like I was crushing it. And then other days I was never holding back on my Instagram either. Um, I would post on really sad days and I'm, which is important familiar.
0: for people to see. I mean, that oh, they, they could be, they can be heard and seen. Yeah. A couple
2: hours later, I'd be like, not feeling like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I should delete that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really, I'm like this, in my story crying. You can't see my face. But I'm sure you can imagine it, uh, the listeners. But yeah, you know, you own it. You own those moments because so many people reached out on those moments because our struggles are where we connect. And then the positive moments can create hope. But to be honest, on my dark days, I'd be pissed when I'd see some positive moments. So I'd be like... I don't know. And that's my own stuff. Like if I, I'd be upset about someone else's recovery instead of feeling hopeful. And again, that's my own journey. That's my own thoughts. And it was just so much. Um, thank God I'm in therapy. And I hope that every single person is in some sort of therapy to kind of help navigate through the journey of being with a small disorder. So you can just find a way to be your own best friend. Right. And that's the ultimate journey for the way you'll survive any hardship in life, especially when we're experiencing a loss of a sense. Right. That like, if, like, like what you were saying, Thelma. Imagine if we walked in and be like, I can't see. If you walked in blind, it's like, I can't hear. I mean, those handicaps, quotation marks, but they are. And, and it, all that means is you need help, right? And so when we have a loss of smell, it's not taken as serious when it really can and has felt that serious for us. So that was a lot, but the day-to-day has been mostly mental st- health struggles and forcing myself to eat. I play a game where I count, pick a number, I go 10. And I make myself take 10 gulps of my protein smoothie because <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, And I'm like, nope, you're not putting it. I'll literally carry my smoothie around for three hours because guess who hasn't eaten for three hours because I don't want to eat another smoothie. I'm going to cry about it, but you need to eat. So that's kind of the day in my life.
0: But even when you wake up, I, I've, I've been hearing from Parasmix that just the, the taste of your toothpaste- now, uh, well, just the taste of like, your mouth. But you you have like to, COVID, or the taste so of whatever, your mouth, Whatever, okay.
2: the COVID taste. Yep, that's gross. It was really bad. I mean, I've had some people mess with me. They have to get up and brush their teeth in the middle of the night. Mine's not that bad, but I definitely like the, the, the morning breath. Like I miss morning breath. Who would have thought? Like the normal breath of it all. Um, so that can be tough. And then just right away, I'm so hungry in the morning because I didn't eat enough the day before. I feel sick and nauseous um, and angry because I'm so hungry and I don't want anything. And yeah. um, it's just been the mental health and the hidden consequences of olfactory dysfunctions cannot be spoken enough about.
0: Right, of, right. So, so and I we're still up. learning right. so much about they it Are too. I guess
2: there's the compassion there. There's so much more to be discovered. And that's why these conversations are important.
0: So do you, did you go see a doctor? Did the doctor have compassion?
2: <laughs> um, well, Western meds. You no, know, nope.
0: I hear that pretty, all the time. The doctors pretty, are
2: pretty hit or miss, but the ENT was really nice. So, you know, my nurse practitioner has even on my health calls has asked me for advice with parosmia because her family member is now dealing with it. So Interesting. we're the experts. When it comes okay. to most doctors and it's not their fault, cause it's not in their, like they don't know a lot and they know a lot, but they don't know a lot. You nope. know, that's yeah. how it works. That's why they have special specialists. Once you walk into an ENT doctor, which I've told, asked everybody, you need to go see an ENT if you can, if you have- Ear, insurance.
0: nose and throat for those who aren't aware. Ear,
2: nose and throat. And it's like, yeah, health equity is not all, not there. Not everyone has accessibility to these things, insurance, affordability. I understand that in my heart aches for people who don't have that I've been there as well without insurance there wouldn't always have been an option for me either but fortunately it was and I don't even like doctors but I went and it was nice because he was I don't know he had like big brown eyes and I felt like he was listening to me and he actually like validated me oh imagine that and he's because he has experience with it and he actually what I love about him I know his brown eyes sound funny, but it felt kind of like, you know, when you look at a puppy, I just felt like he met me. He looked at me in eyes. He had good side, good bedside manner, which is really important when you're freaking out and you're not sure what's wrong with your brain and your smell. And he just said how important it was to be hopeful. And he believed in that we were going to get better. He believed that it wasn't permanent and that that's all, that's all he kept saying. And I really appreciated that. So I got so much out of it like not any more knowledge that I'd already found from Google and UK, the absence, all that stuff, but just validation, knowing that it's a thing that this isn't like, I'm not crazy. Right. And then he gave me a bunch of no, like sprays and washes. And like, I don't really play around with pharmacy. I don't really blame. Like, I don't trust it, but I use the, the steroids a little bit but I've gotten blood work done and I knew I didn't have any systemic inflammation. So I didn't necessarily, I personally knew with my own health factors that that steroid cream wasn't really going to help me. So I didn't really follow through with a lot of the meds. Um, and that's, so it wasn't a waste of time regardless of that. Because again, I got what I needed, validation, support, and that um, what ABBA said, this is not forever. It might right. feel like forever, but it is not. And, or maybe it is, but you just kind of always have to hold on to hope.
0: I think for parosmia, what I've seen is people do tend to recover more than with than
2: other. complete yeah.
0: smell loss, right? right. So that's almost, it's, it's almost a sign that you're going in the right direction if you go from anosmia to parosmia, as challenging yes, as Yes, that's, it what, is. They've said, but <laughs> that's I,
2: what they've said. I always said. said, I hope I get COVID again so I can lose my smell. Because for me, Interesting. that's super sassy and that's maybe not sensitive to say, but I had a harder time with distortion because, but only because it impacted food. And I was, I was barely eating. And even though I gained weight from starving because of the stress, which is like part of the journey for me is to accept, it was just, it was just really hard. So I, yeah. I would have done anything to have lost it again, just to go back to nothing. So I could at yeah. least make sure I was eating because I was deeply concerned for my thyroid health and my menstruation health and my cycle health that I was getting enough calories in per day. So my PMS and my symptoms didn't get back to where they were So I'd made so much progress in my metabolic healing journey.
0: Thelma, question for you. Tell me a little bit about interacting with others, you know, your family, with your friends, um, going out. How do you kind of cope day to day with this an ability to smell.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think um, in general, the points that I've seen that other anosmics and parosmics as well struggle, I think they're the same, which just struggle in different ways. For example, food and especially food in social situations, because food is very important for sur- survival. Yes. But as well, it's it's a place It's you use it to go out and eat with friends uh, to make your uh, yourself feel better. And actually food is something that is very hard for me. It's very hard to remember to eat. Okay. It's very hard to enjoy eating. Um, I actually like have to take some med- medication every morning and I have to eat to take it. And some days I only eat because I have to take those pills and then for the rest of the day I just forget. And I f- and even if I remember that I'm hungry, I just, I'm like, but nothing seems appealing to me. Nothing seems appetizing. Everything is like, it's they're not so interesting. And actually, I I've, I've noticed that it makes me want lots more junk food and unhealthy stuff. And actually, my lifestyle was never like that. My mom always used to cook healthy and eat healthy. And yeah, I think some things are a bit, or I like to cook, but if I cook, I have to do it for other people. Okay. I like to see them enjoy it because I know I, I can't. So I consider it like a hobby, like going to a dance class. That's how cooking is for me. Like I have no idea what I'm doing with it. And I think it has impacted. Mean a lot of things and my anxiety levels uh, with fire, with gas, staying alone at home. Um, it made me many. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, my anxiety got so much worse. And I'm also going to therapy, which helps. But I think some fears, uh, especially with fire, because I've also had some incidents. Um, I think they are hard to take off to, and to forget. And yeah, I, and I also I've read so many articles and I truly believe that that smelling, sometimes you can smell your loved one and you don't realize it. Like even attraction between couples, uh, usually they say that men smell some hormones from our head and we smell some from their chest, something like that and creates like An attraction and I don't know but I think like even the smallest things that we don't realize can affect us and I think in general, I think my life is. Is missing lots of basic things. So
0: are you how about people around you, do you feel like they understand you are are they reminded of your situation or do they forget sometimes.
3: I think they sometimes forget and they make comments like, oh, smart this and that. So they still do that. I'm always fascinated because I hear that all the time. (laughs) All the time. Like even people that are with me every single day. So many years later, they still do it. Because I think they do it with everyone else. So it's just hard to stop doing it. And to be honest, many of them feel really bad about it. But I don't really mind. I know people that do. And I understand that as well. But I think uh, I'm lucky because people around me, at least my close family, understand and they're actually uh, worried because especially when I'm alone, because they know that I might eat something that is spoiled or anything like that. So I'm lucky on that part. Um, mm-hmm. People that, that are not so close to me, they take it more lightly. The men tell me, oh, I also can't smell, but they can't smell. They just might not not be able to smell, let's say, my perfume, but they can smell everything else. They take it so lightly. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm lucky to have support. And as Megan said before, it makes me so sad when I see that some people don't have it.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh, support means everything, everything, honestly. It's Especially when you are in a panic mode, having someone to hug you or even tell you that it's okay it means the world. Well, I have to say, and let's
0: say what your tell everybody what your Instagram handle is. We'll start with you because the work that you have been doing for the anosmia and parosmia community, I think Ava and Megan nod their heads, the amount of work that you've done for that group is just, it's, it's so inspirational. I mean, all three of you are doing amazing things, but tell us what your, first of all, what your Instagram handle is so people can find you if they don't know you already. And then I want you to talk about this I Can Still Bloom campaign that you did, this challenge that you did, which I thought was just wonderful.
3: Thank you. Um, My Instagram username is Paranosmia.
0: Okay, I'll put it in the show notes too, just so that (laughs) the spelling.
3: (laughs) Yes, and actually the I Can Still Bloom challenge was inspired by flowers because I've seen that many anosmics and parosmics started to say how they can't enjoy flowers anymore, like that flowers are useless to us, or that uh, some of them got angry when they received bouquets, that I also understand. But I was like, in every difficult situation, there's always something good to see through that. And with flowers as well, most people, even people who smell, appreciate their smell first. But flowers are not just their smell. they're so much more. Exactly. They, they are so beautiful to see. They're a gesture of love. They have meanings. They can be used as perfumes, as aromatherapy. So many, you can make tea, you can dry flowers. You can do so many things. And I used flowers as a symbol of hope. And I, like as the flower blooms and gets so beautiful, and actually, I, I, got in, uh, I have a new hobby, and I like to dry flowers ah. and use them in any way and frame them or anything. And nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I used it as a symbol, and I wanted to encourage people to actually stop and smell the flowers, even if you can't really smell them, stop and notice them, stop and take photos with them. Find their names. You might see a flower that looks so wonderful. Connect with them
0: in some way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And actually, I used flowers as a symbol, but I'd like to be able for myself as well to get this mindset into everything in life because we can still find beauty. And especially if we are in a situation that might be permanent or not. uh, All we have to do, I think, and the best thing we can do is to find the positives and focus on that Mm -hmm. and yeah and actually I know lots of people who can smell and they don't appreciate flowers for anything else than their smell so actually I think it's something useful for people who can smell as well to start realizing that there's so much more
0: (laughs) exactly I want us to stop compartmentalizing our senses I think it's all of it right it's all five senses
1: so yeah.
0: depending on what you have work with that and and enjoy the world around you be mindful of the world around you just like you're doing so thank you for that campaign i think we need to keep keep that up this i can still bloom campaign so
3: yeah i think so thank doing you doing that
0: <laughs> um Aba, i know you're doing wonderful things too on your on your site tell us where we can find you on instagram or elsewhere but i think instagram is where we're all very active
1: right yes i um you can find me at smells you remember that's the name of my instagram page and it's the same on facebook it's also smells you remember and just recently i started the parosmix parlor and that's also on on facebook Um, and that's a a place for people with uh, parosmia to come and interact with one another it's like if you went to a parlor you know it's a place you go to relax to cheer up and that kind of thing. So I just started that. So um, if you have parosmia or you connected to someone uh, who had parosmia or you've even recovered because um, now that we are talking about it, I'd like to say that um, what I've noticed is with the support groups, you find that when people get better, they kind of move on, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are a lot of people who when they first Um, Get parosmia, want to know does one recover from it and how long does it take? And I find that people are struggling to find people who've recovered. Now, because of COVID, there's so many people who are in the early stages, maybe at most one year of parosmia. And so the examples of people who've actually gone past it are relatively few, you know. And I think that people who have got parosmia and recovered have so much we can offer people who are now going through it because we've been there and come out on the other side. you know. So it, it, it's a call that I'd like to make to people who, are, who have already recovered or people who are getting better that what you're sharing doesn't end when you recover. Actually in a sense it begins because there's so many other people coming after us who need that. So imagine what um, um, Thelma was saying, and, and Megan also referred to it. When you first get it, you're so bewildered. What is it? What's happening? And imagine someone says, Hey, don't worry. I had it too, and I'm better now. You know, yeah. it, it just relaxes you. And I think it'll even give you that encouragement to push through and try things because it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Yes. So it smells, you remember, Instagram. <laughs> Baseball. It's wonderful. It's uplifting. Yes. You
0: encourage. It's about that mental health that uh, yes. Megan's been talking about. And yes. yeah, everybody needs to check out your your page, please. Your pages, you. depending on where you are. <laughs> <Thank> you. Megan, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you and 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 the the inspiration you're trying to give. And I think what's unique about you, if I can say this, is that because of your focus on food and what I'm hearing more and more, especially about parosmia, how food is such, I mean, yeah, every smell around you all the time, but to Thelma's point, we eat to survive, right? I mean, we need to eat. And food is just such a big part of our day. And the work that you're doing, it's almost like a, a mission you have now, you know so much about food. How do you help people work, do workarounds, right?
2: Yeah, um, I, my Instagram page is prosmia underscore nutritionist. And I... I, I have, what I love about the page is I'm, I'm truly authentically myself on there, which is sometimes sassy about food politics or something. So I'm very passionate about the quality of our food and what's going on in America. So that's, what's been really interesting, like with what Thelma said is like our, what, what foods taste good, aren't the healthier foods. And that was really alarming for me because I, strive to eat not those foods and they don't feel good either when I eat them so my page is to offer compassion for knowing that and then knowledge just to like a yes we know what we should be eating and how we should be eating but parosmia takes all that away because it's so freaking hard and I want to meet people in the heart and and, and know that I, I know how hard it is And I don't, my dietitian had no idea. My nutritionist friends have no idea. They have no idea how to help me get to my goals. So I still don't know, but I'm figuring it out and creating a container. And and I really appreciate the opportunity to connect and I'm humbled and I'm grateful that I even got this opportunity to be here because I show up authentic. So some days it's dark and sad and depressed. And I love that I'm still received because on my other official page, that's just my brand. It's like making me fit. It's just her. And that's like, and that's fine. But on Prosmia, it has been able to be an outlet for my sad struggles that I don't even, most people on my other page don't even know I have a small disorder because I don't talk about it because it feels like a Debbie Downer, doesn't it? So that's what this page it's It's a platform for other people to share and for me to encourage you to nourish yourself while I get it. It's so freaking hard. And that's, and and so that's how I spread positivity is be authentic to not delete my story if I was crying in it because the amount, like one day I shared how food and the texture of food while I'm getting better. Now I'm afraid to have food in my mouth. Like I put it in my mouth and I want to spit it out, even though it doesn't smell or taste bad. Now my brain is just genuinely afraid to eat. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I felt so whiny to say, but then I had about eight people respond saying they felt similarly. And I just felt so grateful that I posted because A, reshared all those so then other people know that they're not alone. So it just really shows me that sometimes you're not a Debbie Downer when you speak your truth just because it's not all rainbows and unicorns all the time. So Mm -hmm. that's my page is that. Authenticity. Yeah, knowledge. Yeah, authenticity. (laughs) Authentically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And I just feel like we're deeper connected in friendship. And my hi. husband, come over here really quick. You can say hi really quick. He's also had prosmia the whole time. We didn't even mention hey. it. Huh? Hi. my husband and I have both had prosmia, which has made it better, but he's a soldier. So it's been really interesting. And so he's, <clears throat> he's shared a lot on the page too. So we're closing it up. So we don't have too much time, but he's been the chef and helping me share this stuff about the seasonings and the textures and some of those recent posts <laughs> to try to help bring some of this back. Like if you can't taste but you can experience texture how can we create your meals to give you more satisfaction um and some of that and so patrick's been really helping with that so just know it's a team effort on my page as well
0: that's wonderful it's wonderful so to conclude because i could spend three hours talking to you ladies even more but (laughs) um maybe we'll have a follow-up one day um just to conclude i'd like you to each tell the normosmic community those who can smell what message do you want to give us? I'd like you to each give us a message, your own personal message.
1: Abba, you want to start? I, I think I'd like to talk to nomosmics who were previously parosmic. Okay. Yes. Um, I think that if you've had parosmia, you know how depressing, how isolating, how lonesome it can be. And when you recover from parosmia, you also know that feeling of joy and relief and peace that comes with it. Mm. And I want to give a shout out to everyone who's gone through it and to say, please don't leave the community. The community needs you. The community needs your experience. People need validation, people need hope. People need to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And because you have been through it, you are one of the best place to be able to help others who are coming after you. And so that would be my message to Namas who've previously been ParosMic. Stay with us. (laughs) Don't leave the community. The community needs you. Very good. Thank Thank you. you. Thelma, how about you? Uh,
3: What I'd like to say is that um, I want normosmics, most of them at least, to appreciate their sense of smell more. Because even if they don't understand what we are going through, especially parosmics that we're speaking about right now, it's important that, at least for me, I don't know about you, to see them appreciate what they have. Like many times, I feel like they diminish sense of smell so much but they have it and I think they take for granted all these benefits that they have from their sense of smell. And it actually makes our conditions seem so much lighter like if people don't take their sense of smell seriously and they don't appreciate it. And also I would like to tell them um, to when someone is somewhere publicly and might not be eating their food or something not to judge so easily and not to pressure someone to eat because I've seen so many people judge that someone is overweight, someone is underweight, someone is not eating, but they may have something going on, something, a mental uh, disorder, or I I don't know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a smell disorder. There are so many reasons someone might be struggling or or with thyroid problems. And I've seen so many people pressure me and other people to eat, but most of the time something deeper is going on. So criticizing someone for not eating or for eating junk food is not helping. There is a reason they are doing it. And maybe like a more compassionate approach would be.
0: No, it's really, yes, (laughs) yes. Thank you for that, thank you. And Megan, how
2: about you? Yeah, I think what they both said, they really, conveyed what I would say. I, I think thumb in particular that you don't really know what you have until you you lost it, lose it. And so when I was thinking about the other mental health stuff that I've been dealing with from depression to anxiety, to like manic episodes where I have like outbursts, like when I scream and cry and when like punch things. And that is definitely has been exacerbated on days that I haven't eaten enough. Duh, it's like a toddler who needs her snack. That's literally how I feel. And I think just being able to um, to have compassion for for like what mental health does and how food and how much it's connected is what the people who can smell, this is like holding, they're like our safe space in a way because I'm always like, you're, you you mentioned Abba, you asked your husband, what does that smell like? Like you're, you're our anchor Into the world um to know what things smell like it's like we live in the black and white world and you're our color vision Mm -hmm. and so um and i just think that that that's basically it just try to validate google validating statements and learn your favorite two to three that should be pulled out and then i loved what you said about not commenting on people's food Um, I have my own issues with judgment of food because I have disordered eating and orthorexia is where you're very judgmental on what other people are eating. So I noticed that and I also noticed that I'm so judgmental of others because I'm judgmental on who? Myself, right? And so the more I'm going through that, um, I just really honor and appreciate your requests there. I think the the less we comment about people's bodies and I saw someone celebrating their weight loss from parosmia and it really triggered me because A, that's not okay because there's no way we lost weight because we got healthier with brosmia. I refuse to believe that, and it really upset me because I have disordered and I disordered behavior, and I just don't think we should glorify weight loss. Because again, like you said, what if it's a thyroid issue? Again, there's just so many layers that of awareness that come out through this. And um, how are you supporting or validating someone? Because if, if, if you're concerned that they're not eating, <laughs> there's so many more tactful ways to go about that. And they're coming from a good place, right? Ideally, we hope so, right, Thelma? So just trying to help educate people is hard when you're in your rough days and it's not really your job to do that. So I think it's just trying to navigate the world the best we can. So that's what I would say. If they're only doing their best, continue to do that and to know that you're our anchor into the color vision and we need you.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you all three of you for joining me here today. Honestly, we we need to have a follow up at some point. I think there's still a lot of other topics we could talk about. I'm gonna continue to follow your journeys. All three of you are in different places in your journey, but I'm so grateful to know you all. I'm so grateful that you came here today to tell your story and to share with others. So thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.